Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Huh. Well, ain't that interesting? I think I think it had said before I started that recording had finished. Huh. I don't know. Boy, I tell you what. All right. Welcome everybody to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We're glad you're back to hear us Welcome back. talk again. We're so glad you like to listen to us talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we should um we should do this a little bit more often because we're already um, – you guys are going to hear this like two weeks from now, but we're kind of batch recording a few episodes because uh, Marshall's going on vacation, and uh, so I, I didn't want him to be – I wanted to be included on this, so we're going to batch record. And so we're already halfway tuned up from the last episode, aren't we? <laughs> we're fired up and ready to go, y'all. Except I had to take – Take a break and pee and get a get another drink because hopefully this will make me. Uh, well, obviously, it's not going to help because I I can't get my my. Oh, hey, nice. My brain my brain works faster yeah. than my mouth does. <laughs> I had to get me some water in my. Uh, you even in my in my Cy Robertson tea glass. I've got like four or five of these things. Um, I've got an I've got an OG one. OG. I had to, uh, yeah, I took a break too. I used the restroom, visit the powder room. Yeah. Powder your face, powder your nose. Powder a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, hey, oh. so oh. I, I wanted to talk about something. I wanted to tell you something. So you remember that Bible that we just sent to my brother? Yes, yes. So, I'm assuming he's gotten it or something. I don't know. He hasn't said anything yet. However, funny story about that. So, he hadn't told his fiance about him getting this Bible from us. She had no idea. Well, recently, um, after he accepted Christ, uh-huh. she went out and she bought herself a brand new Bible. And she bought all these tabs and put all the tabs in it. That way she could turn straight to oh, you know each, yeah. each book and all that kind of stuff, You know, which it's a lot easier to navigate. And so she did that. Well, mm-hmm. much to Matthew's surprise, she went out and she bought Matthew a brand new leather back bound um, study Bible. Oh, that's so now, awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought. So now he's going to have two Bibles, one from us, one from his fiance, and she has a brand new Bible. So that house is filling up with Bibles. You know what? That's a good thing. That, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to fill houses with Bibles. That is. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, Bibles are like guns, knives, and, uh, it, well, you know, the, the word is our sword. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Bible is our weapon. And so you can't have too many of those. You can't. I, I got. I find myself needing and wanting 
more Bibles because I keep one in the car. I could stand one to keep one in the truck. I could. I want one that I can carry with me at all times. I have my study Bible that I leave in the house. And um, so, yeah, I could stand to have about another one or two more Bibles just to put in different places. That way I'm not having, I'm not misplacing a Bible somewhere. Yeah, we've got Bibles all the house. Kelsey's got, I think, a couple of Bibles. I've got my study Bible that I use all the time. We have a, a Bible that's like our family Bible that is in the uh, living room that's on our coffee table that stays in there. It was given to us when we got married. And it's got like a bunch of stuff written mm-hmm. in there. And then we have, I've got other Bibles. I've got one in like my closet. I've got one up in the, and I got one in the garage. And I think I have one in the attic. I mean, hey, if you're going to come rob my house, yep. you're just going to find a bunch of Bibles. I'm just telling you, you're going to find Bibles. Nothing else, just Bibles. <laughs> so be prepared to be hit with the word of God. <laughs> that's right. And that's a good thing. It's like, if you think about it, you have Bibles like some people would hide. And of course, you know, you have a gun on your nightstand. Well, then you have a Bible right next to it. I mean, you should have Bibles. Every place, every place you can think about having guns should have a Bible with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a Bible. I've got a gun in my nightstand. I've got a gun under my bed. i got two guns under my bed. So if you break in... You may, I, I tell yeah. you, what, if you break into my house, you're going to be met with two things a gun and a Bible. I prefer to just give you the Bible and let you walk away with it. But that outcome could change. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, all right. So uh, I don't know. What am I trying to think of here, Marshall? Something, something fun we can talk about for a little while. Um, well, you guys are going to be, um, hmm. aren't y'all going on a vacation here pretty soon too? Possibly, possibly. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we're busy vacations. for the next, we're busy for the next two weeks. So, uh, yeah, we, we got a vacation planned actually. You know, what would be nice, Marshall. Here's what I need you to do. Since you, um, you probably have more money than I do. We need to probably start doing this in person. I need you to buy a plane and so that we can just fly back and forth and meet in person every week. And, uh, and, and then we could just, it'd be a whole lot easier if we just do this in person. Oh, I agree. I I tell you what, I don't have a whole lot of money, but I don't have a plane. However, I do know somebody who does have a plane and, and a good friend of mine, Cody, um, Cody, he, he has, he has a plane, <laughs> he has a plane. So I may have to convince him to just, you know, do a little bit of flying around. And actually we may have to have him on here pretty soon and talk about, um, uh, talk about him and his testimony, his business and uh, his plane and all yeah. that good stuff. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. <clears throat> Say we want to, we want to hire you Cody for, uh, to be our personal pilot. <laughs> oh, I bet he would love that, wouldn't he? Say, hey, hey, yeah. Cody, I need you oh. to come pick me up. Hey, I, I need you to come fly me down here. <laughs> oh, heck, if he could just if if he could just retire from or let somebody else run his business and him fly all day long, he would absolutely love that. I tell him all the time. I say, I don't know why you didn't just become a pilot, like a commercial pilot or something like that, because um, 
I, he would just that's just he just loves doing it. I mean, that's his uh, that's his getaway. It's like his flying is to well, you uh, like you're hunting. Yeah. Well, here's something we can put out there, Marshall, is that um, you, you guys want a donation? You guys want to make a generous donation to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast? Uh, we need a pilot <laughs> and a plane. <laughs> and we'll work on the we'll work on the studio ourselves. You guys provide the pilot and the plane, and uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, and then and then you know we can see each other, and we can start building the studio, and uh, and, and then we can start filming and making cool videos and all that good stuff. So we do. We need some donations. We need um, beard oil. We, we, we really do need some beard oil. Even though I shaved my beard, yeah. I still have like a short beard. But we we got to get some oh, beard oil, man. We do. That's what I want to bring up. <laughs> How funny is it that that the casting call for bearded men uh, uh, comes out uh, like a day after you uh, trimmed your beard. Oh man. You know, hey, so, okay. Okay. Let me, hold on. The chosen came out with a casting call for bearded men and Marshall yes. like lives like right there. You used to work for him, And, uh, and, and he just trimmed his beard. I did. I used to work, out at uh, it's called Capernaum Studios now. It used to be just called uh, Capernaum, um, but I, I worked out there for three years. We did a lot of different stuff, live productions, filming. We did mission trips overseas in India, a lot of cool stuff. Um, but that's where they've been a lot of the filming for the Chosen. And yeah, so uh, Cody's wife Michelle mm-hmm. uh, shared because she was in an episode uh, four, I think it was three or four, something like that. She was in the episode uh, as an extra. And no, 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 it was later in the season. It was later in season three. Okay, okay. Well, she, uh, so anyway, she, she had shared that, that they're looking for, for extras and bearded men. And when I saw that, a part of my heart kind of sunk just a little bit because I was like, I just shaved my beard. I wanted to just glue it all back on and then go out there for the audition and just give it a shot and see what could happen. Because, man, so now... I'm not, not that I'm grown. I am going to grow it out a little bit thicker than what it is right now, but I'll probably keep it shorter for a little while. And then I'll go back to the longer beard, you know, later on. Yeah. I'll, I'll always grow it out. Yeah, you got the summer beard going on. And it gets hot down here. So down south, it gets a little toasty. Yeah. Um, so it's nice having that beard in the wintertime. And it's true. Like when I shaved it, it was a little chilly out in the morning. And I, I was walking from my truck inside the house, inside the office one morning. I was like, ooh, oh, it's kind of. It's kind of chilly out here. My face is cold. I didn't realize how much it protected yeah, my it's face. It's chilly on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Heck, yeah. All right. All right. So, we're on uh, Chapter 12, Luke Chapter 12 this week. Um, what What do you say we get into it? it was, it's really good. Actually, out of this whole book... I think chapter twelve I, is uh, the most has the most uh, highlighting. <laughs> Me too. I've got a lot of underlining. I'm gonna start highlighting it again because when I underline my pen, sometimes I mark out some of the letters, and and I feel bad. Uh, so I need to get my highlighter back. I yeah. got a little jar of them right in front of me. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Well, and Literally, you know, here like, we go. Here's a little disclaimer. Whole jar of highlighters. Oh, nice! <laughs> it's 
It's okay to write. It's okay to write in your Bible. By the way, I write notes and stuff in my Bible all the time. Yeah, those like you always thought you always feel um, bad writing in your Bible, but that's what it's for. It's it's a study tool. It's a it's your it's your life tool. It's God's word. Um, why not be able to highlight and underline pertinent information that God has for your life? Oh, absolutely. I just, when I did it, I actually, I marked through one of the letters on accident and I feel bad about that because now I can't see it as well. No. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, highlight. something that I meant highlight to bring up when side. you were talking about, um, highlight, highlight is good. But uh, Marshall, I, I meant to bring up when you were talking about uh, it's good that uh, Matthew got a nice leather bound Bible, because uh, let me tell you about these about the Bible. There is nothing that compares. I love the feel of a leather bound Bible. I'm not a fan of flipping through a, uh, you know, one of those paperbacks or something like that. A good, nice leather bound Bible. It just feels good in the hand. It feels good to read. Yep, Right here. So that's, that's what I got. That's, that's how mine is. But look, look at mine. I think mine is pleather. Because if you look real close, it's falling apart. All these little yeah, pieces is- are starting to come off. Ah, it makes a mess. <laughs> it's leather pieces all over my house. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It, it, it gives it character. And it, at least it shows that you're, you know, the more use that it has, the better, because that means that you're actually using it. Amen. It's not Come a dust now. collector. Chip. It's not a. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> About to set this place on fire with the Holy Spirit now. Come on now. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so let's let's get into chapter twelve, Marshall. Let's do it. And I hope that you're a bit more prepared than. I hope that you're a bit more prepared than I am. I didn't, uh, I, I don't really have any notes. We're just, uh, I, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with this. So I've got a few notes, but a lot of this is self-explanatory, but I do have a few notes. I have some underlined stuff, so it'll be good. It'll be good. Okay. So a little backstory. If you, uh, if anybody listening has forgotten what we went over last week, we ended out chapter 11 with him, uh, with the Pharisees and kind of rebuking the Pharisees and the, and the Jewish uh, lawyers, the messianic lawyers, messianic. No, 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 not messianic. I'm sorry. Dang. I, I still can't talk. Anyway, Come Jewish on. lawyers. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Mosaic law. That's what it is. Uh, uh, that's what I was trying to say. Expert in experts in the Mosaic law. My goodness. I can't get it out. Anyway, so <laughs> he makes them all angry. He rebukes them all because they're whatever. But um, so anyway, that's where we're picking up in verse 12 or verse 12. Marshall, I better just let you do this. <laughs> all right. So uh, but, 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 but that's all, folks. <laughs> oh, you just start calling okay. me porky porky pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck. Hey guys, you know what? We got this. We're, we are professionals, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right. So, so he's. So it says in in chapter twelve. In the meantime, after so many thousands of people had gathered, um, there's so many there that these guys, these people are stepping into each other. They're 
there's just, there obviously was no room to move. Jesus began speaking. Uh, and he and he starts off with speaking to his disciples, and he's going to give them a warning. He's just coming out of this meeting with the this dinner with the Pharisees, and um, he's like, "Hey guys, be continually on guard mm. against the leaven of the Pharisees, against the against what the Pharisees are trying to feed you, okay? Because yep. they're trying to feed you a bunch of lies, and they're trying to so uh, that's their pervasive and corrupting influence and in teaching." which is hypocrisy producing self-righteousness. Big no-no. Big no-no. And then he and then he goes on with a little bit of uh hold on a second. I got my ear is itching. All he's right, got an go. itch that he's I've had got these a headphones scratch. on for a little long. You should probably clean them <laughs> out. Okay, so um I I do every day. <laughs> Your ears or your headphones? Ears. My headphones oh. are clean. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. No fungus among us. <laughs> <laughs> no fungus among us. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Carry on. And so, all right. Carry on. Uh, verse two, he, he reminds him, but there is nothing so carefully concealed that it will not be revealed. He He's not here to hide anything. He's here to reveal everything and uh so nor so hidden that it will not be made known so he he's telling them hey guys you will understand all this it, it, when this full co- comes full circle you guys will understand mm-hmm. uh so for that reason whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light and whatever you uh, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed on the housetops. I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. That we're going to stop right there. Boom. Don't worry about. <clears throat> don't bur- the, the the body is a tent. It is nothing but a tent. When you put your full faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then you have you don't have to worry about those that can kill the body. You don't have to worry about this life, uh, you know, store up treasures in heaven, not on earth. And mm-hmm. we will get into that in this chapter. But yep. he says he in in that in those few little statements there says that he knows everything. Everything that ha- it happens in the dark happens behind closed doors. God's aware of it. He's aware of all of it. There is nothing yep. you can hide from God. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's why it's just, if you can't hide anything from him, you know, it's like, why lie about it? Yeah. You know, and just, just be honest. You know, ask for your forgiveness for what you've done. But don't hide it from him. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here's what you here's here's who you should fear. Here's I will point out to you to whom you should fear. Fear the one who, after he has killed, has the authority and power to hurl you into hell. Yes, I say to you, stand in great awe of God and fear Him. It, we've talked about this before, Marshall. This is not this is not a scared. There's a certain type of fear you should have when it when it relates to God. You know, it would be like, um, 
he's your heavenly father, right? It's just like your dad. You were kind of scared of what the, his consequences would be, but he never, he never stopped loving you. Correct. Well, it's a Yeah. It's a respect fear. Yeah. It's a respectful fear. That's what it is. Absolutely. So it's not to, it's not that you need to live your life scared of what God's going to do because he, he is patient. He is kind, but he is also perfectly, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Marshall? He is just, mm. and that's what, you know, he's just, that's what it is. He is. I mean, Jesus disciplines the ones that he loves. You know, it's like as much of a loving and kind and patient God mm-hmm. that he is, he still disciplines us just like your parents disciplined you. So but, but he does it because he loves us so much. Just the way I, us. yeah, I don't want to spank my kids, but <clears throat> they need that to learn. Right. It doesn't mean that I don't love them any less. Nope. And so, absolutely not. Uh, <clears throat> so, chap, uh, verse six here goes on to say, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? Yet not one of them has ever been forgotten in the presence of God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered, and do not be mm-hmm. afraid. You are far more valuable than many sparrows. God knows so powerful that he knows the even the amount of hairs on each one of our heads. And there's a lot of people in this world and he knows the hairs on each one of them. Some of us, that's a lot of hairs. Some of us. Yeah. Right. Not so much, (laughs) but he still knows you. Let me see here. Okay. Okay. I say to you, moving on in verse eight, I say to you, whoever declares openly, and confesses me before men, speaking freely of me as his Lord, the Son of Man will also declare openly and confess him as one of his own before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied in the presence of the angels of God. Yep. So there you go. Don't be afraid. So easy is it to be afraid of persecution. This is what he's, he's, he's addressing this. He's kind of warning the disciples that, that you guys are going to be persecuted. And of course, Jesus knowing all, he knows what some of these disciples are going to go through for the sake of his name. And Mm -hmm. he's, that's why he's warning them. Don't be afraid what these persecutors can do to your body for, uh, you can rest in the fact that you will be pain free, and that you will be, live eternally in in your in your glorified bodies. So, uh, don't be afraid to openly confess Jesus and uh, talk about him, just like we're just like we're doing here. This is our stepping stone to being to give us the the courage to even in our daily lives, Marshall, uh, confess him openly. Yeah, and, you know, you said something a minute ago. Jesus knows all. You know, if Jesus knows all, why wouldn't we want to know all about Jesus and trust in him Amen. and follow his word and do what he says and live a life according to him? I mean, it's pretty clear cut and simple. It really is. You have a, a heavenly father who knows everything everything. He wrote the book that you're reading. He knows everything about you. Every hair on your head. 
why not follow him? Why not do what he says? Pretty sure life is going to be a little bit mm-hmm. easier by doing that. I don't know. I mean, I know for sure that I don't want the latter to happen to me. I don't want to. I don't want to deny Jesus and then him deny me in front of all the angels. You know, Amen. To de- to deny that he ever knew me. Now that part scares me. They, I mean, I'm not scared because I know where I'm going. But if I weren't saved, think about it. To for Jesus, you to be denied before to God. Mm-mm. I can't even say it because it's just it's just yucky. <laughs> well, okay, you know, think of it this way, Marshall. Like, if you know, being with living eternally with God, every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more pain. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more sadness. There will be no more uh, hunger or thirst or anything. It will be a perfect life. And hell being the latter as far as, um, you know, there's some that will say, and and I, I can track with it, that hell is a separation from God. So, being separate if god takes away all of that and gives you this perfect life then what is if you were if you're a non-believer and you're choosing to not believe in christ you're choosing hell and so you're you like to be in pain you like to be in suffering you like feeling sadness i mean that's that is a terrible life absolutely i mean that's not where I want to be. That's not when I, where I want to spend eternity forever. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, you know, verse 10 here. Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiz- forgiven him. He's like, you can... Uh, this is where a lot of the argument comes in is you know like you're saying the unforgivable sin okay and we've we've been over that and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit here but I'll I'll move on here um so everyone who speaks the word against the son of man uh it will be forgiven him but he who blasphemes against the holy spirit and that is mm-hmm. whoever intentionally discre- discredits the holy spirit by attributing the authenticating miracles done by me to satan okay it will not be forgiven of him. For him, there is no forgiveness. So, Marshall, I told you at one point you were talking about the unforgivable sin. Um, I think while we were on the phone, and it was it, it, it's everybody's fear is that, um, you know, because even the Pharisees did that. That they, they attributed what Jesus was doing was uh, we we talked about this a couple uh, episodes ago that they were attributing it to him being. Uh, under the power of Satan and stuff. They're, they're riding that line or actually they really, they went down that road to say that, um, that these miracles, if you're, if, if you're calling them evil, that's not good. (laughs) No, not at all. But what I think, what I think of, what I think of when I, when I think of this unforgivable sin is the fact that it's never, recognizing in your in, in this lifetime here you don't have any second chances there is no second chances it's you have this life we're being told through god's word right now and you've heard people talk about it throughout your whole life that jesus came to die for our sins and 
the unforgivable sin in my in in my opinion is never accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior uh, in this life because you're at some point in your life you have gotten chances to come to Jesus. Do you agree, Marshall? Oh, many chances, many, and you know, and I think that that's you know, Jesus is waiting for the gospel to be spread to every part of the earth, right? Before he comes back. And once that's done, then I think that's about the round, you know, when that's going to happen is when, is when he'll come back. But yeah, I mean, there are so many opportunities and, and that's yeah. the thing is like, it's so easy to grab a hold of the word of God. Now there are still those remote islands and places where there is people that live there that speak a mm-hmm. language that, the majority of us don't know about, and it's really hard to communicate with them. You know, I think those are some of those places that, you know, it's, that are still difficult to, to preach the word of God to, and to translate the word of God into their, their native language. But, um, as far as here in America, it's everywhere. The word of God is everywhere. You have so much access to God. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible not to know about him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know that I would go so far, Marshall, as to say that it's impossible because I, I just learned in our small group last night, there were actually, um, you know, there's actually places in the U.S. that some people have not heard of Jesus. Can you believe that? Hmm. So even in our That's interesting. even in our own backyard, yeah, even in our own backyard, there is a mission field here. Well, that's absolutely but true. Here's what, here's what, here's what we want to do. <laughs> we want to get the word of Jesus out because we want to kind of speed this process along here. Because I'm ready. We're ready to go. We're ready for <laughs> Jesus to come back. Okay. So well, yeah, the only way to speed that up is to preach the good news to everybody. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm on board with that. Oh yeah, let's go. Come on. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here at Undaunted <laughs> Pursuit Podcast. That's why every week we tell you guys to share this with, share this with somebody because we it. want to see Jesus. We You're want to see down. Jesus come back. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I joke with people all the time, Marshall. That 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 uh, this is my uh, retirement plan is is Jesus coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can only plan for so much, but uh, ultimately, everybody's retirement plan uh, is is. Well, if you're a Christian, is to be with God, is to be in heaven, because you can't take it with you. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, no, just you can't. a moment. Okay. So you, you boys, you little kids, get off my lawn! Get off my you lawn! Kids, yeah. Get off my lawn! Get your bikes off of my property! I'll throw stones at you! <laughs> No, it wasn't kids. There was just uh, there, there were some people parked uh, across the street in the street. I don't know what was going on, but they were. It was a man and a, and a woman. They were talking, and outside their car, I don't know what was going on. But there was some commotion. That's why I was like, "What is going on?" Um, in this town, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I, gotcha. I, I don't mean to sidetrack, but I've got I've got to say this about two two blocks down from me last Friday. I may have told you this. There was a murder in this little town that I live what? in. What? Just two blocks down, a woman Whoa. 
in her 30s, stabbed a man in the chest in his 50s, killed him. Whoa. Yeah. And I was Dang. here at the house just chilling, watching TV, and unbeknownst to me, right down the road, someone's getting killed. I'm like, what's going on? Like, mm. It's just mind-boggling to me. It's just not very far. It's a hop, skip, and a jump down the road, and there's someone getting killed, which is... I'm not making fun of it because it's extremely sad and unfortunate for that family and everybody, but I'm just like, what is going on? And she has a $600,000 bond. I'm like, that's it? I don't know. I won't get into all that, but my goodness. Well, shoot. You know, that just goes to show you, you know, that it's only going to get worse, Marshall. God promises that in his word. He does. He absolutely does. This is the world we live in. It's just—it's crazy. It's the world is so full of evilness, and we're seeing it in the Pharisees just as much as we see it in today's culture. That you know, just so full of self righteousness, self uh, uh, centeredness. You know, everybody is so dang selfish that it was probably she probably killed him over something stupid, some sort of selfish reason. I mean, we're speculating here, but. I, you know, I wouldn't put it past it because the world is so evil these days. He probably ate all the jelly beans. He probably ate the last jelly bean, and she just got really ticked off. She said, you ate my last stinking jelly bean. I guarantee it was a jelly yeah. bean. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm and sorry. That, I, should, I shouldn't joke about it, but I, I've got to <laughs> make a lot of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> okay, well. Uh, we're moving on. Jesus is still talking to the disciples, and of course, they're gonna face persecution. So he's gonna he's trying to offer them some advice, and he says, "When they bring you before the synagogues and the magistrates and the authorities, and this is something that we can have confidence in as um, Christians." And what we were just talking about mm-hmm. is be open and confess Jesus before before everybody. And you know why? Because don't be worried about how you're going to defend yourselves or what you are to say, because whose job is that? It's the Holy Spirit. It's it's his job. Uh, and he will teach you in that very hour, hour what you ought to say. Yeah. You know, I remember this was probably back in 20, 2012, somewhere 13, 14. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Um, I was at church and we had a gentleman there. Uh, it was, it was Abraham. It was Abraham. We had him on the podcast, uh, last year. Um, I remember he, we were having this awesome service, praise and worship and stuff. And he, I was at the altar. I was praying. I was just like, just crying. It just was, it was awesome. And he comes down and he just starts speaking tongues and just starts prophesying over me. And and then maybe it was a scripture, but he said, you will go to far, far away place Nobody else will go that everybody else is afraid to to go to, but do not be afraid about what you will say, or what you will speak, because I will give you the words to speak. And I was just like, what? What? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so when you said that scripture, it, it brought yeah. that back up to me. So interesting stuff. That is a that is a regular prayer of mine is to, you know, when I pray over this podcast and everything, it's just like, you know, we we don't want to lead anybody astray. We want to preach straight from the word of God. And it's, I put my full faith and trust in the Holy spirit to speak through us. What needs to be heard. 
And yep. that is that is a constant prayer. And so, yeah, I rely on I rely on him. I rely on the Holy Spirit to to speak through us. You have to. And that's that's why Aaron and I are always sense. saying Oh, absolutely. That's why Aaron and I are always saying that, you know, we we're we're reading right from the Bible that we have sitting in front of us. We're not I mean, yeah, we have our notes from what we read and we put things in our own words and stuff. And we interpret things the way we see it and think it and understand it. But that's why we always tell you guys to go back and to read this for yourself and understand it for yourself. Or if, if we ever say something, maybe maybe we're wrong. We try our best not to be because we're reading it straight from the word of God. But maybe you interpret it differently than we do. Uh, that's why we want you guys to always email us or send us a message on social media or whatever, because, you know, as much as Aaron and I hold each other accountable, um, we want y'all to hold us accountable as well. So it's it's important. It's like utmost yeah. importance for Aaron and I is well, to keep ourselves doing things according to the way um, what the Bible says here. Yeah, and and there there's one thing that holds true, and like we've said, is that we both agree that we love Jesus and we are extremely grateful for what He did for us on that cross. And I'm glad that he is living again in the flesh, mediating for us in heaven. So, I mean, with that, you know, that's how we all come together. So, of course, none of us, not not that person you heard, not that preacher you heard. There ain't a single one of us that is that is getting this all right. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to mess up. We're going to make, make mistakes. We're not perfect. Only Jesus is. And so God expects that he knows that we're going to make mistakes. Um, but do your absolute best to get things right, to do it right. Yep. So moving on in, in chapter 12 here, someone from the crowd decides to pipe up here and said to him, teacher, here tell my brother again. to divide the family inheritance with me. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'm not here for that. Who made me judge over you two? Hey, you know, it's like that's not that's, that's small potatoes to me. Hey, I'm not gonna tell him you shouldn't be even worrying about money right now. Here, I'm here to, I'm here to preach repentance and to to believe in me as the Messiah. That's what that's what Jesus is here for. He's not here to tell mm-hmm. this guy to divide up this money. Or or land or whatever it happened to be at the time, um, he says he says to them, "Watch out, guard yourselves against every form of greed," which is exactly what this is. You, you got this greedy brother of his, uh, you know this this guy these these two brothers here. Uh, For not even when one has an overflowing abundance does his life consist of, nor is it derived from his possessions. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we see that a lot. A lot today. Yeah. How much what? people put their faith in everything that they've got. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's one of the notes I had here is to uh, be on guard for your greed and don't focus on your wealth. Um, it's very, very easy to get caught up in the things of this world, the things that we have, your house, uh, your car, your jewelry, your money, whatever it is, because... Not only does you know your focus, your your focus is focused on uh, those things, um, but those things can also end up becoming idols, and you end up putting that before God, and God speaks against that in, in, in His Word, 
and and now you're you're worshiping these things and the stuff. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, when it's at the end of your life, you can't take it with you anyway. It's going to stay here and it's going to rot away and get thrown away and sold off or whatever happens to it. And you're not going to be here anyway. So that's why it's so important, like Aaron always say, to focus on the word of God and to get to know him. Yep. Exactly. I, you know, it's just, you, you see that in, and we're not saying that it's, it's, it's not okay to have money. It's okay to have money. It's where do you put your fa- your full faith and trust in? Are you yeah. are you putting your full faith and trust in that in those possessions in that money? To uh, it, it's it's not going to save your soul. Mm-mm. So, um, you know that's why I've never really been. I, I've I've am guilty of being slightly materialistic, but. I I don't believe in my mind that I have put a much stock in um in money. I like making it and I like having it, but it's it is what it is. It comes and goes. You know who doesn't just come and go like that? You know, you can there's times in my life that I've had plenty of money. There's times where I've had none, no money. But you know who has never let me down? Jesus. Mhm. Jesus never runs out. Yep. Exactly. That's why you can't put your faith and trust in in material possessions because it gets yeah. destroyed. It runs out. And then where does mm-hmm. it leave you? It leaves you hungry for more. It leaves you uh defenseless or you know however you want to put it. It leaves you empty. But mm-hmm. having Jesus and relying on him never. You're always fulfilled. Yeah. And when you when you when you get greedy like that, you you tend to kind of hoard the things that you have, and uh, you know, God calls us to to share what we have with the needy and those who are less fortunate, and to help people, the widows, the orphans, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you're being greedy, that to me, you're that means you're hanging on to what you got and you're not sharing it with anybody else. You're saving it up, you're stocking it up, and storing it up and for yourself. Well, that you're not doing any good for the kingdom of God yep. if you're being greedy with what He's given you, and that's that's key right there. What He God has given you, you didn't do it. It wasn't you. It's very easy to think, "Well, I worked hard yep. and I did that." Well, yeah, you may have worked hard, but it's a blessing from God. I don't know. I get off on a rant here. <laughs> well, everything you're right. Everything is a blessing from God, and everything has been made by God, whether you want to look at it that way or not. It it's true, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Some dude made this cell phone, but who gave him the knowledge to put the cell phone together? Or you have a nice truck, you know. Everything is, everything can be related back to God created everything. Yep. So why not give him the glory for it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So verse sixteen here. Uh, he told them a parable, as he does. Hold on a second. Okay, so we're back. We're back. All right, so I was on our break. I was coming to the realization that we may not make it through chapter 12. So we're going to read this next little section up to probably we're going to stop after verse 34. Um, Yeah. So I think that'd be a good. I I was looking at it and I think that might be a good stopping point. Sounds good. So Jesus is going to go into this parable. And he's going to be talking about a a rich man whose land was very fertile and productive. 
uh, he began thinking to himself, what shall I do since I have no place large enough in which to store my crops? And then he said, this is what I will do. He'll tear down all these storehouses. So he's telling this story about a rich man that didn't know what to do with everything. And he tears down these storehouses and builds bigger ones so he can store Mm -hmm. more stuff. Just like uh, the topic we've been on here uh, before we took the break that uh, this guy's going to be collecting more and more stuff, putting his faith in having more stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, let's see here. Verse 19, I will say to my soul, soul, you have many good things stored up enough for many years. Rest and relax, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own all the things you have prepared? Just like you said, Marshall, you can't take it with you when you die, and that's exactly what happened to this guy. He stores all this up, and he dies. Now Mm -hmm. it goes to somebody else. Somebody else is left to pick up all your stuff. Mm -hmm. So what are you you supposed to do? It's for the one who continues uh, so... It is for the one who continues to store up and hoard possessions for himself and is not rich in his relationship towards God. For, uh, Jesus says, turns to his disciples now. He tells them, For this reason I tell you, don't worry about your life as to what you will eat or about your body as to what you will wear. For life is more than food and body is more than clothes. Consider ravens. Um, and then he goes into more analogies. Uh, you know, He's like, Con- consider the birds. They fly around. They, you, you don't see them storing up. They, they fly around, they eat, and uh, they have no storehouse. They have no barn, yet God feeds them, right? Mm-hmm. And so w- which one of you, this is this is a great verse, probably uh, one of the many favorite verses I have. So it says, and which of you by worrying can add a now, another hour to his lifespan? Yeah. We spend so much time so, worrying about one day to another. Go ahead, Marshall. Yeah. No, so I want to say, so, you know, Luke 15 or 12, 15 through 21, you know, kind of summing that up, it's, you know, it, it, it's okay to plan for life, like retirement and things like that. But if you store up mm-hmm. wealth for yourself with no desire to help others, you will end up, uh, you, you will yeah, end up, you will enter eternity empty because you're so focused on that stuff as opposed to yep. eternity. Anyway. Yeah, what what should you have been doing? You should have been building that relationship with Jesus. You should have been uh, getting to know Him better, just like you would a, a friend of yours. But you were so caught up and consumed with um, storing up the money or possessions that you you missed becoming friends with the very person that was going to save you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you are not even able to do a very little thing such as that, why are you worried about rest? Talking about if if by worrying adding one hours to to a lifespan if, if you're not uh able to even do that why are you worried about the rest of of it what he's wanting you to do is he's wanting you to put full faith and trust lean on Jesus yeah consider the flowers how they grow in an open field they don't they neither labor nor spin uh yet i tell you not even solomon in all of his glory which he had Solomon was one of those guys. He had a lot mm-hmm. dressed himself like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass, which is in the field, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you? You of little faith. Yep. God will provide. Yeah. Just as we I see like this part. each and every day. Yeah, I like this Go next verse of 29. It says, And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. 
For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. So, I mean, again, God is saying, don't worry about anything. Like he, he has you in the palm of his hands. He's got this. He's going to provide everything for you. Every single thing, what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, where you sleep, everything. Yeah. There, I, I think nowadays there are many people that need to go back and read this, reread this, because mm-hmm. it's you see it all the time. Yeah. You, you know, so there's it goes, one thing after another. People are worried about it. You, you, okay, check this out. You, you guys have been having some severe weather. What happens during that? People start storing up bread and milk and and everything instead of relying on the fact that God is going to protect you. Well, not only that. Okay, so look at this, and this is very relevant. Look at what's going on with our economy. Look at what's going on in our government. There's a lot of talk about going to a digital currency and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of talk about the mark of the beast and all these things are, that's going on. A lot, of, a lot of scary stuff, right? And for anybody who's not a Christian, yeah. rightfully so, to worry about it. However, if you're a Christian, you have that faith in Christ and you trust in him and you don't worry about it. And I, you know, I've, I've been guilty of getting caught up in that where, oh, we, we, we need to go buy some stuff. We need to go do this. And, you know, every time we're fine. We don't have to mm-hmm. go do this and do that. If you want to, you know, prep and all that, there's something wrong with that. That's fine. But when it comes down to it, when it's your time, it's your time. And God's will will be done, regardless of what you think, want, do, say, or anything. So it goes on to say in 31, but seek his kingdom and these things will be given given to you as well. So if you seek his kingdom, if you seek the kingdom of God, all these things that he's talking about that you're worrying about, they'll be given to you. He'll take care of you. He's not going to leave you empty-handed out in the out in the wilderness, you know, booty butt naked. <laughs> He's going to take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he, he even says that you know he will never leave you nor forsake you. And mm-hmm. hold on, I'm going to pause for just a second. Okay, all right, all right. So back at it. You you had said his kingdom, uh, seek his kingdom, and these things mm-hmm. will be given to you as well. If you are actively seeking and you start noticing what he is, you start recognizing what he is doing in your life, it's amazing. We talked about this on uh, one of the past podcasts as to how the Holy Spirit works in your life. And uh, how amazing is it to see that when you actively seek his kingdom, the the amount of blessings that uh, that pour out. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just I just had that to say now, you, you can go on, Marshall. No, that's that's great stuff. Um, so in 32, he says, do not be afraid little flock for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom at just that little, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. He's got you. Well, and here mine says, do not be afraid and anxious. Mm, I, I really like that. It adds that don't be afraid and anxious. Cause there's a lot of people these days that are, that have anxiety Anxiety over oh, what? Yeah. You're not you're not putting your tr- you're you're not putting your faith and trust in Jesus. You're not putting your mm-hmm. faith and trust in God. So you get worked up over every little thing. The yeah. next the next uh, pandemic, the next uh, natural disaster, the next uh, whatever it is, hardship in your life. Don't be anxious about that. Yeah. Verse thirty three: Sell your possessions, show compassion, and give donations to the poor. Provide money belts for yourselves that do not wear out an unfailing and inexhaustible treasure in the heavens where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Mm -hmm. I like that. Oh yeah. No, it's good stuff. 
I like that. It 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 it, it goes along everything. That's what Christianity is. Is it's love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. You see somebody in need, help a brother out, help a sister out. Yeah. Because where your real treasure is, your real treasure is up in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the real treasure. That's yeah. what matters. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's why yep. you hear Marshall and I always talking about lo- looking forward to Jesus's return, because that's where our treasure is. Yeah, it's not here on earth. And so that's right. Well, heck, this is another uh, shorter episode, but that's a good stopping point, my friend. It is, and it's been... A fantastic episode. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good meat there. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. So, all right. Well, as usual, we will continue this on. And when hopefully you'll have some more stories. We got to send you out. I'm I'm heading out too. So when we get back, we may miss an episode. I don't know if things work out. You know, I don't know. We'll have to see how things work out. At least, uh, uh, we will see you guys when we return from our travels and with new stories and um, hopefully some good stuff. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to share it. Y'all come back. Tune back in to hear the adventures of Marshall That's right. and Aaron. <laughs> hey, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to Untaunted Pursuit Podcast. Like, or I, I always start with like. Um, I, I we Here's what we need you guys to do. We need you guys to go on to Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a good rating, good review, help uh, get this notice. Share it again. Share this podcast with somebody this week and like us and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Spotify, you can also give us a good rating on Spotify. Um, Anywhere you can have a chance to leave a comment, leave a comment. Uh, all that helps to get noticed. That's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to spread God's word and we need your help to do it. So yeah. um, as usual, we still have Bibles, Marshall, right? We still got, we still got Bibles we do. and we, Bibles. Uh, we want to, we want to do our part. We want you guys to, we want everybody to have a Bible. So um, reach out to us at uh, mail at undauntedpursuit.com. That's it guys. Don't be afraid to ask us for a Bible. That's what they're there for. If you need it, let us know. Any other uh, comments or any interactions you want to have, uh, message us on there. Message, email us or message us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Get on there. Uh, go like and follow our pages there. Um, let's see here. Undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. Uh, go visit that. And uh, just keep up with us. Subscribe anywhere you can. And I think that's it, Marshall. Have a good vacation, my friend. Thank you, Aaron. Look forward to sharing it. Everybody else, you have a fantastic week, weekend. And next week, I'm going to be out in the woods. We'll catch you out later. Heck yeah. All right. See you guys. Bye. When I'm a mess, you're love. When I'm a fool, you're love. When I'm a Still holding on to me when you say to me that your grace is enough. Through your eyes, you don't see me as a failure. Though I 
fail You just see the work you've done And all I've done Is keep you at a distance But now I'm done Done This work you began, you will complete When I'm a mess, your love When I'm a fool, your love When I betray your love, you're still holding on to to me that your grace is enough When I'm mess your love When I'm a fool your love When I betray your love You're still holding on to me God you sing to me your grace is not